welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree and I'm your host again today. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. I'm also the founder of Laser Therapy Institute, and Laser Therapy Institute is the sponsor of this podcast. If you're looking for good laser therapy results and you're not sure where to go, I'd encourage you to visit our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can go there, find a laser therapy provider near you, and also learn more about what laser is and how laser therapy works. But today, I want to bring you some information about shoulder pain. And this is uh, all sourced from a very recent study that was published in Lasers in Medical Science in August of 2020. And the title of the study is Efficacy of High-Intensity Laser Therapy in Patients with Adhesive Capsulitis, a Sham-Controlled, Randomized, Controlled Trial. Now, when you hear high-intensity laser therapy, we're still not talking about surgical laser or any superheating of the tissues or anything like that. We're merely describing a therapeutic laser that works the same as the low-level or the cold lasers. It just works at a higher rate. It is a higher-dose laser. So instead of half a watt of power at the very most, many times you're talking about lasers that are 10, 20, or 30 watts of power, sometimes even more. And they can just accomplish the same results uh, in a faster fashion, typically. So instead of a 45-minute treatment, you're usually looking at somewhere around 10 minutes. Anyway, these, these researchers went ahead and used this high-intensity laser therapy on patients with adhesive capsulitis, or as it's more commonly known, frozen shoulder. Now, frozen shoulder is kind of an interesting disorder because it really doesn't happen in anywhere else in the body uh, so much. It's really a product of the way the shoulder joint moves and the way that it responds to injury. So what happens is the shoulder is either overused or has too much repetitive motion done with it or it maybe has a brain or a strain injury and then this adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder process kind of sets in because what happens is you get a development of fibrosis around the joint itself meaning fibrous tissue starts to form there and you start to lose the motion of that joint it starts to become more and more painful um and more and more stiff and less range of motion. So you can't reach as high, you can't reach behind you as well. Certain motions become painful, other motions don't seem to be much of a problem. Now this is fairly common, it tends to happen in three to 5% of the general population, but in, in diabetics, it is much more common. Uh, estimated about 20% of people with diabetes. And we think that's because diabetics don't have the ability to heal and recover as well as non-diabetics. And they also tend to have more inflammation. And inflammation is a real driver of adhesive capsulitis from what we know. It just stimulates the formation of fibrosis, fibrotic tissue, much more quickly. So much more common in people with diabetes. If you have diabetes, you need to be aware that a more minor injury could turn into something like frozen shoulder syndrome. Now, what happens after you have that, after you have frozen shoulder? Well, a lot of the cases do seem to resolve in two to three years, uh, which is a long time. 
but about 40% of patients tend to have persistent pain and stiffness for much more than three years. So it can be a really significant uh, life-altering disorder. And it's not, it doesn't mean your shoulder's gonna fall off, but it certainly is gonna limit some of the things you can do, like golfing, tennis, maybe even things like playing with the grandkids. So most people don't just bear with it for two to three years and then hope that it's gonna go away. Most people will pursue some type of treatment. And in many cases, conservative care can work pretty well. Physical therapy. Uh, most physical therapists have a pretty good protocol for working with frozen shoulder, and it can work out quite well. If it does not work out so well, there are some injection and some surgical options, but those are somewhat risky and usually not advised, at least until you've really exhausted all of your conservative care options, your non-invasive options. And that's exactly what these researchers in this paper wanted to see. You know, is laser therapy, is high-intensity laser therapy, a good solution for the conservative care of frozen shoulder patients? Is this something that can really be helpful? Their idea going into it was that laser therapy would help reduce the pain, it would help improve the stiffness, and also increase the range of motion for patients that were suffering uh, with adhesive capsulitis. At the same time, they took these study participants and they also put them through kind of a standard physical therapy mobilization program. And that was designed to help move the shoulder more and make sure that patients would improve. So they had one group that would do the exercises and they also got laser therapy done. And they had another group that got the exercises and then a sham laser therapy treatment or a, a fake laser treatment, basically, so that they could control for the placebo effect. Whereas, you know, if you think you're getting some special kind of treatment with a laser, um, then maybe the brain plays a role there in how good you might feel, right? So the researchers went to the effort of trying to eliminate that by having a real laser therapy treatment group and a fake laser therapy treatment group but everybody got the exercises to try and improve their mobilization and, and joint range of motion. Now, every participant got treated five days a week for three weeks, and at the end of it, all of them had improved ranges of motion and improved pain levels, but the group that got laser therapy had significantly less pain. What was somewhat surprising is the range of motion and the stiffness was actually about the same. So even though the group that got laser therapy had less pain, it didn't really have any improvements in how well they could move the shoulder. When I first read this study, it was kind of surprising. I thought, well, how, how did that work out? How do you have less pain, but you don't actually have a functional improvement in how well that shoulder is working? So I started digging into the techniques that these researchers used. And before I go any further, I don't want you to take this as criticism uh, on the researcher's technique. It is absolutely critical in science that we do things that don't work as well as we thought so that we can prove that there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. Obviously, these researchers found that there is good relief of pain by using laser therapy. So if they had good pain relief, what was going on that created good pain relief but not necessarily an improvement of the range of motion over the group that you know was getting the sham treatment. Now, the first thing I noticed when I was looking at this is the patients got treated five times a week. That is a treatment Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all back to back. And I thought, hmm, you know what? In practice, I've seen that we really don't need to treat every single day like that. This is interesting. Maybe treating every day did not allow the tissues 
to rest and recover and improve sort of like going to the gym if you go to the gym many times you can get better results going three or four days a week rather than twice a day every day right so the next part I looked at was how they did the treatment and these researchers used a fairly high powered device a high powered laser in the uh, 8 to 12 watt range and they treated the one shoulder that was affected for 15 minutes now that is a very very long time at a large dose kind of high power treatment and they did that every day and I thought ah we're getting somewhere here the next piece is that they applied 100 joules per centimeter squared now the only reason I'm telling you that is because you might hear that phrase when you're hearing about uh, laser therapy treatments you don't need to remember it or or even try and figure out what exactly that means other than to say 100 joules per centimeter squared is a very very high dose as a matter of fact, the recommended dosages are between 5 and 10 joules per centimeter squared. So this is a much higher dose, a 10 times higher dose than many other studies have done. So not only did they treat very frequently, five days a week, but they also treated for a long period of time at a high rate of power um, with a very high dose. And that right there is why I believe they saw a good reduction in pain because you can kind of overwhelm those pain sensors with a very high dose but they didn't really see that functional improvement in the shoulder because I think they were treating too often they were think they were treating at too high of a dose and that is certainly a factor did they do these patients any harm no and that's one of the great things with laser therapy is that even if you don't quite have the protocols nailed down you can still get some good results even if you're your power, your dose, your treatment frequency is too high. But certainly, something was a little bit off here because if you see a relief of pain, you should also see some better improvements in the ranges of motion. And that's what I want to kind of leave you with today is that when treating frozen shoulder, laser therapy can be a great tool. Many times you're going to want to also do other things like exercise. But even poorly structured laser therapy can be beneficial. However, if you get the right type of equipment and the right type of dose, the right treatment plan, the right treatment frequency, all those little variables combined, that's when we really see the very, very best results. And that's what you'll find at a Laser Therapy Institute clinic is they, they have the very well-designed, clinically proven treatment plans in place. They've got the equipment that can do the job. They know the techniques. They know what to do with you. They can talk with you about what that treatment plan is going to look like, what the goals are. So highly encourage you, if you're dealing with adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder, and especially if your current treatment plan is not really producing good results, definitely check out a laser therapy provider in your area because it should be something that can be very helpful. Don't let this go two or three or four or five years. Try and regain that range of motion now because not only is it going to feel better and it's going to function better, but also you're not going to start down the pathway towards losing strength. And we know that when you lose strength in the shoulder, especially in the rotator cuff muscles, you become more and more likely to have a rotator cuff injury. And that rotator cuff injury right on top of adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder means you're more likely to end up in the surgeon's office and having to have something done there. So highly encourage you, get yourself evaluated, add laser therapy to your care plan. If you can, get to a Laser Therapy Institute clinic near you. But even if you can't, 
getting some laser therapy somewhere is going to help better than nothing. Thanks very much for joining me. If you have questions on what we talked about today, please send me an email. You can catch me info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can also go over to the website and learn more about laser therapy, how it works, why it works the way it does. And there's also contact forms there to where you can get in touch with us and let us know what kind of help you need. If you need to find someone near you, you certainly can do that. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.